Hello and welcome to Encouraging Others in Loving Jesus. I'm your host, Kim Smith. We're on episode 169. How do you handle the holy? So the word holy is not one that we hear every day. If you are in faith circles, the Christian faith in particular, you may use that word with the word with the word spirit after it to talk about the holy spirit that might be something that you speak of at times but even christians do not go around using the word holy on a regular basis and that's not necessarily a bad thing because the word holy We don't really have anything in the English dictionary to be able to define just how much reverence that word should receive from us. We're going to talk today about a very concerning story. Let's put it that way. In 2 Samuel 6. So we've been walking our way through the life of David. David is now king of Israel. And one of the first things that he wants to do is to get the Ark of the Covenant and bring it to Jerusalem so that it is the center of the religious life, everyday life for the Israelites. So the Ark of the Covenant. For some of you uh, listening to this podcast, the only thing you may know about the Ark of the Covenant is Indiana Jones and the Raiders of the Lost Ark. So the Ark of the Covenant, we're talking Old Testament here. We're talking a time where God, even though God is all present, he's present in every place. He chose, before his Holy Spirit lived inside of followers of Jesus Christ, he chose to meet with his people in specific places. And a specific place where they knew that the presence of God indwelled was the Ark of the Covenant. In the process of God putting together the specifications for the tabernacle, the traveling sanctuary, for a lack of a better way to put it in modern day terms, where he was so detailed about everything. God left nothing to chance. And he explained what was going to go in the court of the Gentiles what was going to go in the court of the Gentiles would have been anybody who was not a Jew. And what was going to go in the different areas. And then there was this innermost part that was called the Holy of Holies. And inside the Holy of Holies would be the Ark of the Covenant. This gold-covered box that would contain the items that God specifically prescribed, including the Ten Commandments, 
and would have these two golden cherubim on the top and would be carried only by Levites, which were the priestly class. And then at one point in scripture, I'm looking back down to my notes because I have a lot of scripture in the, in the show notes below. In Numbers 4.15, it says, The camp will be ready to move when Aaron and his sons have finished covering the sanctuary and all the sacred articles. The Kohathites will come and carry these things to the next destination, but they must not touch the sacred objects or they will die. So these are the things from the tabernacle that the Kohathites must carry. And it goes on to go into more detail. So this area, the Holy of Holies, could only be visited, for lack of a better word at the moment, could only be entered once a year by a selected priest. That's how holy this area was because it was a special dwelling place of the God of the universe, the Holy One. And so the Ark of the Covenant in the Jewish faith was the most important physical article So, even with that just little bit of background, if you were thinking about moving the Ark of the Covenant, what would just be some automatic things that you would want to do? Well, I would be looking for God's instructions myself because... God has been so specific about exactly how he wanted the Ark of the Covenant made, what the Ark of the Covenant was to have in it. So in Exodus 25, 10 through 22, just to give you an idea, have the people make an Ark of acacia wood, a sacred chest, 45 inches long, 27 inches wide, 27 inches high, overlay it inside and outside with pure gold and run a molding of gold all around it, cast four gold rings and attach... I mean, it's so very specific. He talks about the cover and the fact that it is made of pure gold. In 19, mold the cherubim on each end of the atonement cover, making it all of one piece of gold. The cherubim will face each other and look down on the atonement cover. With their wings spread above it, they will protect it. Place inside the ark the stone tablets inscribed with the terms of the covenant, which I will give to you. Then put the atonement cover on top of the ark. I will meet with you there and talk to you from above the atonement cover between the gold cherubim that hover over the ark of the covenant. From there, I will give you my commands for the people of Israel. In other words, this was the place, the center place of the entire Jewish faith. Well, as we've talked before, the Israelites went astray. No doubt about that. And the ark was no longer safely inside an area called the Holy of Holies. 
to only be entered and approached once a year by one priest. Instead, it had become, well, it hadn't become. Let me, let me not word that that way. It had been treated as commonplace. And David, in his best thoughts, wanted to do what he thought was the right thing and bring the ark to Jerusalem so that the people would be more focused on God and God would be in their midst. And he set about to do just that. But he didn't look at God's specific directions and follow the way it seems to me in verses 1 through 8 is that he went about it just like he would have from any other military standpoint if he were going to bring something important. So like verse 1 in 2 Samuel 6, Then David again gathered all the elite troops in Israel, 30,000 in all. So we talked about them doing battle with the Philistines. Really, God doing battle and the Israelites reaping the benefit of that. That's what we talked about in our last podcast. This week, we're talking about him moving the Ark of the Covenant, the place that God chose to dwell with the Israelites, moving that to Jerusalem. But you can see in verse 1 that this looks much more like a tactical event than a faith event. Verse 2, he led them to Bala in Judah of Judah to bring back the ark of God, which bears the name of the Lord of Heaven's armies, who is enthroned between the cherubim. They placed the ark of God on a new cart and brought it from Abinadad's Dab's house, which was on a hill. Uzzah and Ahio, Abinadab's sons, were guiding the cart. So, I read earlier to you who was supposed to be the only ones who could transport the Ark of the Covenant. It was to, at the least, be the Levites. Had to be the priestly clan and most specifically the Kohathite clan. And they, it was never to be touched. They were to have poles through the rings and to carry the poles and never to touch the ark. And instead of handling the holy, in this case, the holy object that was the meeting place for God with his people, with that same attention to godliness, to purifying themselves, to 
making sure that this was done exactly as God had told them. Instead, you've got David's troops, not the priest. You've got David's troops, and you've got people that don't appear to be of the priestly clan. And instead of carrying the ark by the poles and not touching it, as was very, very, very well known to the Israelites, we've got the ark of God rolling out on a cart. And uh, this does not go well. Verse 5, David and all the people of Israel were celebrating before the Lord, singing songs and playing all kinds of musical instruments, lyres, harps, and tambourines, and castanets, and cymbals. That part looks good. They were worshiping in the midst of the Lord, because the Lord was to be enthroned between the cherubim. Verse 6, but when they arrived at the threshing floor of Nacon, the oxen stumbled, and Uzzah reached out his hand and steadied the ark of God. So we look at that and it just looks, it looks like Uzzah did exactly what most anyone would do. If the ark looks like it's going to fall, he reached out his hand and he touched the ark. And then verse 7, Then the Lord's anger was aroused against Uzzah, and God struck him dead because of this. So Uzzah died right there beside the ark of, the, ark of God. Verse 8, David was angry because the Lord's anger had burst out against Uzzah. He named that place Perez Uzzah, which means to burst out against Uzzah as it is still called today. I think it's just kind of ironic that we talked last week about the naming of places and the significance. And this is a place where David named a place, but not because it brought back good memories but because this is where the Lord had punished Uzzah. And you can tell that David is not happy with God for this. But was God in the wrong? Now, we know the answer to that. That one, that one you got a Sunday school answer for that. God does no wrong. But why in the world would God strike down Uzzah because he was trying to keep the ark from falling. Because the ark was not to be touched. The ark was holy. And even though Uzzah was the one who died, this was an indictment of the entire process. David and the Israelites were mishandling the holy things. They knew, even though there had been many years between the setting up of the tabernacle and we had the time of the judges where people didn't know much of anything. But I know that there were priests during David's time who knew how the ark was to be handled. But 
the transporting of the ark was handled almost like it would have been any other kind of transporting of an object. A, an important object, but not holy. Holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. So I want you to stop and think for just a moment or two. You and I are not going to be transporting the Ark of the Covenant. More than likely. Because, well, nobody knows where the Ark of the Covenant is. So how in the world does this apply to us? We're going to see next week that David gets the memo. Like God gets David's attention. And we can see in our story next week in 2 Samuel 6, but we also see in 1 Chronicles 15. This is what a little bit of what's going to happen next week. Then David summoned the priests, Zodok and Abiathar, and these Levite leaders, Uriel, Azahai, Joel, Shimei, Eliel, Minadab. He said to them, you are the leaders of the Levite families. You must purify yourselves and all your fellow Levites so you can bring the ark of the Lord, the God of Israel, to the place I have prepared for it. Because you Levites did not carry the ark the first time, the anger of the Lord our God burst out against us. We failed to ask God how to move it properly. So the priests and the Levites purified themselves in order to bring the ark of the Lord, the God of Israel, to Jerusalem. This was about how to approach holiness. And as I said, we're not going to be transporting the Ark of the Covenant. So how does this apply to you and to me? Our weekly assignment feature is in which area of your life do you need to have greater reverence for the holy? And I intentionally didn't ask holy things, the holy one, which there is only one holy I want you to grapple with this. And I want you to think about two specific holies. First and foremost, how do you approach the Lord? Revelation 4, 8, talking about the angels in the end times, each of these living beings had six wings and their wings were covered all over with eyes inside and out day after day, night after night. They kept on saying, holy, holy, holy is the Lord God, the almighty, the one who always was, who is, and who is still to come. They couldn't stop. Over and over and over and over and over again, they just acknowledged that God was holy, holy, holy. And we know that our relationship with God is very different than the relationship of the Israelites in today's story 
if you have a relationship with Jesus Christ, you have the Holy Spirit of the living God inside you. And that is such an incredible blessing. Do remember that at the crucifixion, the veil, the temple veil was rent in two from top to bottom, signifying that we could go into the holy place. And with the Holy Spirit inside us, we have this privilege 24-7. But my fear is, just like with the ark, our approaching God, because it is so readily available to us to approach the God of the universe that we will neglect, number one, the opportunity, but approach God without preparation. Now, does that mean that before you speak to God about anything, you should spend four hours in a time of purification? That's not what I'm saying. But we all know that we approach different human beings in different ways. So people in your family, you probably do not prepare yourself in any way, shape, or form to approach the majority of them. And yet, if you have a stern father or a grandmother that is the matriarch of the family, you may approach them with much more respect than you would your little brother. You would still approach them. And because of Christ, we can approach the throne of God boldly. But just because we can go boldly and just because we can go 24-7 does not mean that we approach God in an unworthy manner. And the second part is the part that probably causes me the most angst in my spirit. Is the fact that we, those who follow Christ, have the Holy Spirit living inside of our bodies. So therefore, our bodies are similar to the tabernacle of old in the fact that we contain an element of holiness because of the one who resides in us. So I want you to ask yourself, 
Do you treat your body at all times as if your body is the home of the Holy Spirit? Do you... This is a really touchy one here. But do you treat the body of other people as creations of God To be honored and respected. The week that I am recording this podcast, there have been some shattering reports in the media. And many of the stories have to do with people who as far as they presented themselves would be temples of the Holy Spirit. But they have not treated the bodies of others with respect. They've not treated others with respect at times. And when people have been violated by others, so many have not risen to the task of truly protecting. You know, we look at the story of the Ark of the Covenant. And if God struck Uzzah, Uzzah, sorry, if God struck Uzzah dead for touching the Ark of the Covenant, how much more might the anger of God flow? For those of us who disrespect our own bodies, which are the temples of the Holy Spirit, and abuse the bodies of others who are made in God's image, to be treasured 
God knit them together in their mother's womb. They are fearfully and wonderfully made by him. There is no way possible that the Lord could be honored by that type of behavior. We need to honor our own bodies. We need to approach the throne of God with reverence. And we need to remember that other people were created by God not to be abused, but to be loved and cherished. So in what way Got a little ding there. That's going to go off in 14 different directions here. But in what way, in which area of your life do you need to have greater reverence for the holy? Is it in how you approach God? Is it how you personally handle your own body and how you treat your own body? 1 Corinthians 6, 19 through 20. Don't you realize that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit who lives in you and was given to you by God? You do not belong to yourself, for God bought you with a high price. So you must honor God with your body. Or is your issue not paying the respect due to other people? who are made in the image of God. I, I just don't have words. It just has been, been such a week. And the Holy God has got to be W-H-O-L-L-Y, angry. And many who have been walking around as if they are close to the holy, but have been fooling themselves and others. May we not be people who do not honor the Holy One, take care of the temple of the Holy Spirit that God has blessed us with. And may we respect the bodies, minds, emotions of others who are made in the image of the Holy God. Thank you so much for tuning in. I know this one's been a kind of a tough one, but you can't talk about the holiness of God in a light tone. That would, talking about not being reverent, 
it wouldn't be possible. Next week, we're going to talk about what David did, what David led the people to do in order to do this the right way. He revamped. He looked at it. He made changes. And they approached the Ark of the Covenant as the Ark of the Covenant, the presence of God, was to be approached. And then in a couple of weeks, we'll talk about David and his unbridled worship of God. So show notes are down below. You can find information on the hidden episodes, the first, I think, maybe 50. You can find that in the show notes. You can reach out to me and Encouraging Others and Loving Jesus at gmail.com. You can join our Facebook group, Encouraging Others and Loving Jesus. And please be obedient to whatever the Lord impresses upon you when it comes to how to approach the holy. And then remember, it's always a trust and obey kind of day. Mm -hmm.